On episode 308 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Sakurai is a machine. Trine 4 has a preview. Developers discuss the eShop. There's scary stuff on the way for Nintendo Switch. Damon X Machina says goodbye, as does Mr. Tagger. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Trevor B. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. All right, I want to start off today. I got a bunch of emails and voice calls using the Anchor app today, which means that you guys are just awesome. So thank you very much. Uh, We're going to start off with an email from MWRP4. Uh, or Max, I guess. Uh, it says, hey, Run Jump Stomp, before I ask you something, I just want to say that I really like both your podcasts. They're, very, they're both very fun and informative. As you know, there are quite a few first-party games for Nintendo Switch which have been announced, but, I don't, but don't have a release date. Pokemon Sword and Shield, Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion 3, and Link's Awakening. There may be more, but I don't think there are. Out of these games, which one are you looking forward to most and would like to be able to play before the others? I'm looking forward to Animal Crossing the most because I missed out on that one for the 3DS and have and have lost Wild World for my DS and I'm really looking forward to play a new entry in the series on my Switch. Thanks from Max. All right, Max, thank you for emailing me. If you want to email the show, it's super easy to do. Head on over to uh, your email thing and type in runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Okay, so I want to answer this question in a way that... Okay. Which one do I want to play first? I don't really care which one I play first, but which one do I want to play most? Out of all the ones that you said, I probably want to play um, Link's Awakening more than any of the other ones because that's a game I've kind of wanted to play for a very long time and just never never actually tried it. Uh, so I want to try that game out. And it, and it looks like I love the art style. And I've heard really, really good things about that game as a whole. So I feel like that's a, a gap in my gaming pedigree that I need to I need to fill that gap so that's the one I want to play most now which one do I think will come out first of the ones that you listed uh well Pokemon Sword and Shield I'm going to guess that's going to be a November release most Pokemon games are uh plus they said it was fourth quarter I think um let's see uh Animal Crossing I think sounds to me like a summer game like maybe like right after E3 would be a good release date for Animal Crossing. Luigi's Mansion 3 I would I would assume is going to come out in October. And that leaves Link's Awakening um for maybe December cleanup. I think that that would be a really really good uh heavy hitter to bring in at the end of the year even if it is a remake of an old um an old uh, Game Boy game. Uh, I just can't wait to play that game. Uh, Drudwin in chat says, get the DX version on the 3DS. You know, I actually might have that. If it was one of those games that came with um, 
came with the ambassador program. I might already have that, but I want to I want to play the new one. I want to play the one where they fixed all the nonsense with you instead of only having two buttons. But I I understand. Um, but that's when I think these things are coming out, and I am looking forward to all of those games. They all they all look really fun, and uh, you know a lot of people kind of give short shrift to Luigi's Mansion. Uh, but I thought that that series was really fun. I loved the first one, and the second one was even better. I'm looking forward to seeing the third one and what, what they do with it. Uh, so thank you very much for the email. Uh, I also got another email. This one is from uh, Francisco. It says, hey, Bill, um, in regards to your question about what is our favorite game on the Switch besides the three to four obvious, or even including them. For me, that would be Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So I'm going to stop reading the email for just a second. I'm going to go back uh, to last episode. I said it was the that uh, Sunday was the anniversary of the Nintendo Switch, and I was wondering, in those two years, what was your favorite games that have come out? So Francisco is, uh, is answering. Uh, they went on to say... I was hesitant to get Xenoblade Chronicles 2 at first, but I ended up loving everything, main game and DLC. This is the only game after Ocarina of Time I have felt motivated to 100%. I already have put 215 hours on it, and I don't play simply because I have nothing left to do. Uh, an honorable mention would, for me would be Fortnite. I know, what, is, what small indie game am I talking about? But to me, it counts, because before its release on the Switch, I didn't even know of its existence. I downloaded it, but didn't play it much. Uh, it wasn't until Season 6 when I got the Battle Pass. Man, I loved it. Needless to say, I've got Tier 100 on six on Season 6, 7, and now I'm playing on Season 8 with my son almost every day, because we have two Switches. We have a blast, and I already have put 150 hours into it. Thank you for the great content and for the awesome community I'm proud to be part of, Francisco. Uh, thank you so much uh, for that email. And, you know, I don't care what anybody says. Fortnite is a fantastic game. I prefer myself. I prefer Apex Legends, but that's not on the Switch. And if the Switch is all you have and you're looking for a fun Battle Royale game, then Fortnite is really good. Um, however, I, I do want to point out that we do have smite as well as paladins from high-res studios so i fully anticipate that their battle royale game which is called realm royale is going to come to the nintendo switch sooner rather than later especially because they have all of that cross-platform stuff going on uh, except for with ps4 stuff of course uh, so i fully anticipate that we're going to get that and for me I like bat or, or what is it? I, I like Realm Royale better than Fortnite myself, just because I feel like the building mechanic in Fortnite, while cool, uh, over time I felt like it wore a little thin, and they have more like a crafting mechanic in Realm Royale where you pick up the weapons and spells that you want to use, and anything that you don't use you can turn into shards. Then you go to a, a forge and you can take those, those shards and forge them into new weapons, new abilities, and things like that. And when while you're waiting for the forge to make the thing that you requested, 
uh, what happens is smoke comes out of the forge, letting everyone around you know somebody's over there and they're making stuff. So it always brings a lot of people to you. I think it's really, really fun, and I can't wait till Realm Royale comes to the Switch. Um, so I say totally count Fortnite. If, if, if that's what you're playing, then that's what you're playing. It's a great game. It really is. Uh, I also got an email from Mel. Uh, Mel says, hey, Bill, love Switchcraft and Run Jump Stomp. I'm very excited for the new Pokemon game coming later this year. One feature that I loved about Pokemon 3DS games is your ability to transfer all your Pokemon from one generation to the newer generation using the Pokemon Bank app on the 3DS. Do you think they'll let us transfer old generation Pokemon to Shield and Sword? I like how he says Shield and Sword in the reverse order. That makes me laugh. Uh, Mel, that's a really good question. Well, first off, they would have to port the uh, the Pokemon Bank app to the Nintendo Switch. But what I would actually prefer that they did instead of that, instead of porting that software, it should just be built in to the Nintendo Switch version of, of Sword and Shield. Uh, it should automatically be in Sword and Shield, and you should just be able to sign in with your Pokemon Bank ID, and then once you're signed in, it should just let you grab the Pokemon that you have in storage. Now, for those of you who have not played Pokemon games on the 3DS, there is this app called the Pokemon Bank. It costs, I think, $2 per year, something stupidly low like that it's like really really cheap and basically what you can do is you can take the pokemon that you have in one game and store them on the cloud so that when the next game comes out you can then download them from the cloud um so i i do hope that they allow you to do that usually the way that it works is when the new one comes out you won't be able to import your old ones until some time has passed and uh uh, and that that keeps people from like getting this huge advantage right at the beginning. Uh, so I'm a, I, I think that that's a really, really cool idea. And they should bring this forward uh, to the Nintendo Switch version. All right. Uh, let's move on. And uh, I've got... Uh, thank you guys for the emails. Again, if you want to email me, it's runjumpstomp at gmail.com. I also... Uh, want to include a couple of voice calls. So uh, we're going to play the first voice call and then I'll come back and respond and then the second one and so on. Hey Bill, it's Vincent again. Regarding your best games on Switch uh, question, I actually have three for you and I'll go in uh, no order, I guess. Uh, one of my favorites that came out this year was Tetris 99, just out of nowhere. I love that game. Still made it to first place. Got to second a couple times, but one of these days. My uh, What else goes on my list is Astro Bears Party. <laughs> the game is ridiculous amounts of fun, and it's usually on sale. And there's actually a uh, sequel, I guess, updated version coming out this year. And if you already own it, you get it for free. And that's just a great game. And I'm running low on time here. And um, Hollow Knight is actually my favorite game on Nintendo Switch. I'm not typically into Metroidvanias, but I absolutely loved this game. I haven't heard you talk about it very much, so if you haven't played it, you definitely should. Take care. Vincent, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, the, the So first off, Tetris 99, you are 100% correct. That game is amazing. I can't wait for more stuff to be added to that, more modes, um, 
more music, uh, maybe different looks to it, uh, like different colors. I, I just adore that game. It is so fun. And I still am chasing my number one spot. The best I've done is second place. I've never gotten first place, and I can't wait until I do. Uh, then, you know, Astro Bears Party. You know, I've talked about that show or that game multiple times on this show. And man, what an absolute gem. Uh, Astro Bears Party is so fun sitting down next to somebody uh it's basically a three-dimensional snake as you run around this little tiny globe and leave a trail behind you and they just did an update i talked about it a few episodes back i don't remember which episode so you're gonna have to go on the hunt and uh and find it i'll bet you you can probably if if i talked about it recently it's probably on the website runjumpstomp.com so you can go back and find out about that update but astro bears party is a really really good game and then the last one that you talked about is Hollow Knight. Now, Hollow Knight, I've not played. I've heard incredibly good things about it, but I've also heard that it's really, really difficult, and that kind of scares me off. So I've kind of taken a pass and said, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, but I'm happy that you have found a Metroidvania that you like. When you finish Hollow Knight, I would recommend, if you're looking for another really good Metroidvania, maybe one that's really short as a palate cleanser, I would recommend, uh, and it's by Jules Watson, and I can't remember the name of the game suddenly, Zeo Drifter. There we go. Zeo Drifter. Starts with an X. Zeo Drifter. Uh, really, really fun, short Metroidvania game. I've actually uh, played through and beat it twice, which I never do. I never go back and play games after I've beaten them. In fact, most games, I never even beat them. So I highly recommend that you check out uh, Zeo Drifter if you like Metroidvania games. Uh, the bosses are a little repetitive, but the, the overall game is really, really fun. And, uh, you know, Jules Watson is a fantastic developer, so you should support him. This is a response to the Nintendo Switch Happy Birthday episode. One game that I could recommend pretty much anybody listening to the show is an adventure game on the Switch called Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed Park was made by Ron Gilbert, who also is infamously known for making the Escape from Monkey Island games, as well as Day of the Tentacle, and I think even Maniac Mansion. Uh, basically, Thimbleweed Park is a mystery, where you play as four different characters, each with different motivations for visiting the, direct, the decrepit, derelict Thimbleweed Park and trying to solve the mysteries of the town and figure out what to do. It's very much an adventure game with 80s looking graphics, like pixelated and you get to solve puzzles. It's a really cool game with a lot of twists and turns and I definitely recommend it for any adventure game lover. Thank you. Yeah, I played Thimbleweed Park on the Nintendo Switch. It was, I think it was one of the first games that got sent to me as a review copy. Um, I didn't get very far in it because I'm terrible, 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 terrible at point and click adventures. I just don't have the attention span for it or the memory for it. And trying to combine this thing with that thing in order to unlock the, the next puzzle is frustrating to me. However, uh, I, I'll say this. I have a very good friend of mine uh, who usually goes by who goes by Bravd in chat and on our uh, Discord, our community Discord, and he adores adventure games. He is a huge fan of point and click adventures, and he loved, loved, loved Thimbleweed Park. He recommended it to me, 
What I will say about the game is the voice acting is great. The, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The writing is incredibly funny. Like it's got a lot of really, really funny stuff where you are basically these two investigators who look very, very much like Mulder and Scully from the X-Files. And you are trying to solve whatever this mystery is. And there's so many very funny things that happen, even in the very small portion of the game that I played. So uh, I think that that's a really good recommendation with a caveat that you have to be somebody who really, really likes that kind of game, that point and click adventure. And if you're not somebody who likes a point and click adventure, then probably pass on that. But if you're looking for a good point and click adventure, then Thimbleweed Park is definitely a contender. And it's not a not a huge surprise that it comes from uh, the amazing pedigree of Monkey Island. I remember playing Monkey Island when I was much, much younger. Oh, my God. All those years ago. And, you know, trading insults in order to win a sword fight like the the writing stands out. What a great game. And uh, Thimbleweed Park is a great example of its genre. Thank you for the call. Hello, Luke. Hey, listen. I want to talk about Mr. Sakurai. Mr. Sakurai is the guy who, he doesn't actually work for Nintendo. He is a freelancer. And he can pretty much do whatever he wants. And uh, it's because he has proven again and again and again that he's awesome and knows what the hell he's doing. And that's why Nintendo keeps hiring him to make Smash. And every time they hire him to make Smash, he works his fingers to the bone and then says, I'm never making another Smash game again. And then Nintendo says, hey, let's uh, let's call him back. And he always says, all right, I'll do it. Uh, because I guess the guy is a glutton for punishment. Uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is because recently he was, he was talking to... Um, he was in, doing an interview... And <laughs> he was talking about like getting sick, like he had some kind of food poisoning during uh, while he was working on the game. And he was asked, oh, so what do you do when you're sick and you, you know, you, you've, you've been working on on this game for so long? Um, basically, he says, I, yeah, I had a lot of stomach problems. Uh, and they said, so what do you do when that sort of things happen? And he says, well, that's rough. You, when you've got symptoms like food poisoning, you definitely have to go to the hospital, right? Uh, I've had that happen, that situation happen once or twice during development. And it was like I got food poisoning from some oysters that I didn't eat. Um, and then he said, he said, <laughs> they said, so did you take time off when that happens? And he says, no, I just get an IV drip and go to work like normal. <laughs> So he he, finish, he finishes up and says, uh, I guess I'm a hard worker. I'm a freelancer, so I don't have any strict rules on my time. As long as I can complete the game, I could show up to the office once per week, and I think it'd be within the realm of forgiveness. But instead, I make sure that I come to work every day and write proper daily reports and such. I'm always working, but there's a lot of things to keep me in good spirits. But man... Like, to just go to the hospital, get your IV drip, and then afterwards just go back to work anyway when you've got a stomach li- a stomach problem like that. Like, Sakurai is a machine, and we reap the rewards. So all of you people who constantly tweet at him that you're mad that he didn't include Waluigi, just knock it off. Leave the guy alone. He works hard for us, and we should appreciate it. 
Well, this was completely unexpected. Uh, I was sitting here recording the show uh, live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp hashtag sellout. And man, oh man, I have got to tell you, uh, one of our chatters uh, said in chat, I don't know if it's it's going to be in today's episode or not, but I just dropped a link in Discord that Turok the Dinosaur Hunter is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, if you've never heard of Turok the Dinosaur Hunter, well, then you're probably younger than me. Uh, Turok was this ridiculous first-person shooter where you had to hunt dinosaurs. It came out on the Nintendo 64, and you controlled the... um, You controlled the movement with the stick in the middle of the N64 controller, and then you used the C, the C buttons, the camera buttons, the yellow buttons on the N64 controller to look left, right, up, down, and the, the controls were terrible. It was a terrible, terrible experience playing like that, but uh, this was before GoldenEye, and we didn't have any other first-person shooter on the Nintendo 64, and Turok the Dinosaur Hunter that game, I, I mean, it could just be nostalgia talking, but that game was a gem. I had so much fun playing that game. It's coming out on the Nintendo Switch on March 18th, so we only have to wait 13 days before that's coming out, and I'm very, very excited for this. In fact, I basically stopped the show and said, okay, we're recording this right now because, man, Turok the Dinosaur Hunter on the Nintendo Switch, I'm excited. What games were N64 games that you could see coming to the Nintendo Switch. Like, this opens up a whole different... um, I mean, unless this also came to PC at any time... In fact, I'm going to have to Google that, like, right now. Uh, Turok... Turok... I can't spell... On PC. Um, Who's publishing it? I will look and see who's publishing it in just a second, Captain Logan. Um... It says that it had come to PC, so I don't know. Yeah, like that could be, like, I don't know. Uh, Who's publishing it? Who's publishing it? It is published by Night Dive Studios. It's also developed by Night Dive Studios. Uh, So there's your answer, Captain Logan. Thank you, Johnny Link, for sharing that in chat as well. Uh, But it's published by Night Night Dive Studios. Uh, Captain Logan says it looks to be the same remastered uh, that they put out on PC, it does. Um, which I don't know how that played. I didn't even know that this had come to PC. Uh, hopefully it has, you know, full dual stick shooting. Um, but, but Turok the Dinosaur Hunter, I loved that game on the, on the Nintendo 64 and playing it on the Nintendo Switch again is going to be awesome. And I just I wonder if this is opening up the idea of ports of N64 games on the Nintendo Switch. Forget about the virtual console, you know. If we're going to be bringing these games over, will we be then be getting games like Ocarina of Time by Nintendo? Will we be getting, um, you know, other cool N64 games of which I can't think of any right now because my brain just is is blanking uh but mario 64 whatever uh but I, i'm i'm thinking more along the lines of like third party stuff like what was the third party stuff that was on the n64 that was amazing things like blast core if blast core came to the nintendo switch 
that would just be awesome. I adored that game. Uh, so you know what? Now that we've got a an N64 game coming to the Nintendo Switch, I want to pump the brakes a little bit and say, look, this was a game that was ported to PC. All right, it's not a first-party game from Nintendo. The likelihood of this actually meaning other uh, N64 games coming to the Switch pretty slim but i like to speculate so i want to know what you guys think what are the n64 games that you want to come to the nintendo switch uh write to me through email uh runjumpstomp at gmail.com or do like the guys did earlier uh and uh call in using that anchor app it's super easy and the calls the, the the audio quality sounds so much better than when people were calling the old phone number that i used um and it limits it to a minute so let me know what games you want uh, from the N64 on the Nintendo Switch, and then we can all be disappointed together when it doesn't happen. Well, thank you everybody who wrote in and called in, and thank you to the live chat for uh, letting me know about that Turok game. But all of the things that I talked about today took so much longer than I had anticipated, so... The rest of the stories from today's podcast, because I try and keep the show to be about 30 minutes long, the rest of the uh, stuff from th for today's podcast is going to have to be lightning round, uh, but that's okay. They're, they're just smaller stories anyway. Uh, so first off, Trine 4 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, that is a sequel to a fantastic series. Uh, well, I, I assume the rest are good. I played the first Trine and the second Trine. And they were both really fun games. Uh, you play as these three different characters as you move through the world. And you can, I think it's the like one of the triggers, you hit the trigger and it, uh, it switches uh, between the different characters. Um, and you basically have to solve puzzles to get from point A to point B. Very, very fun game. Uh, huge fan of Trine. And the fourth one has a uh, little cutscene preview that I wanted to tell you guys about. So follow the link in the show notes which you can find over at runjumpstomp.com. Uh, developers uh, discussed the eShop with uh, Nintendo Life. So Nintendo Life like, had sent out these questions. I wish I had thought of this. They sent out these questions to a bunch of developers. Uh, they spoke to people from Hound Picked Game, Casual Bit Games, Home Bear Studio, Tiki Pod, Circle Entertainment, Fully Illustrated, P-Cube, Making Games, Infinite State Games, and FDG Entertainment. They talked to all of these people, and they just asked them two questions. What has your experience been on the uh, eShop e so far, and what have sales been like comp compared to other digital stores? Uh, so I recommend that you check out that article. Follow the link in the show notes so that you can find out more stuff about it. All right, let's talk about something coming to the Nintendo Switch. It's going to be scary. Uh, Friday the 13th, the game. Now, back in our, um, I think it was the Indie Direct, or maybe it was the February 13th Direct. I can't remember which one. I think it was the the, the February 13th Direct. Um, back during that Direct, they, they showed off uh, Dead by Daylight, which is this uh, multiplayer game where you have like camp counselors basically and then there's a murderer or there's people versus this murderer and you know depending if you play the murderer you have these special abilities and if you play these counselors you have different abilities and 
you have to try and get away if you're the uh, just regular people and the murderer's job is to kill everybody. And it's it's been a pretty cool game that people have set on on uh, Steam, like a really, really very popular. But I think most people would agree that the graphics of the, the version that they showed off on the Nintendo Direct was kind of hot trash, like it did not look good. Clearly, they have a lot more work to do. And that game is not supposed to come out until um fall which i'm gonna guess probably october because it's a halloween themed game uh but now it's got some it's got some uh competition because friday the 13th is coming to the nintendo switch this is via variety uh it's coming this spring uh there's this little friday the 13th and it shows jason Voorhees sitting on a park bench playing the nintendo switch and it says kill time uh you know, Friday the 13th is a game that I thought I just thought looked really, really good. Uh, not not necessarily graphics-wise. I think the graphics were kind of forgettable. Not bad, but not great either. Uh, but the idea of playing as Jason trying to take down these counselors sounds really, really fun. And I've watched a couple of streams of people playing it, and it just... This game looks like fun, and it's coming... Uh, spring, I did open up my calendar and see if did we have any Friday the 13th in spring 2019, and there are not. So your guess is as good as mine as to when that game is coming out. Uh, but now, is anybody going to pay attention to Dead Till Daylight at all since it's coming out in fall and the graphics just looked like really like trash? I don't think so. Um, Speaking of things that are coming to the Nintendo Switch, let's talk about something that's leaving the Nintendo Switch. Damon X Machina had its prototypes uh, missions that were uh, put on after that last Direct, and they are going to be taken off of the of the eShop now. And that's because they only put those out so that people could give them feedback and let them know what is okay with the game, what's not okay with the game. Uh, so it seems like they must have gotten the feedback that they were looking for, and now they're going to take that down so that they can figure out what to do next and see how they can maybe fix the game. Uh, the last story from today is a sad one. Uh, Aaron Tagger, the voice of Cranky Kong in the Donkey Kong Country animated series... I'm going to pause for a second and admit that I never saw that and did not know. I feel like a bad Nintendo fan for not knowing that there was a Donkey Kong Country animated series. However, I did remember watching the Saturday Supercade where Qbert and Donkey Kong and Mario and all that stuff was all in a show together. Uh, but I never watched the Donkey Kong Country cartoon. Uh, but the actor that played Cranky Kong in that series passed away. He was 84. Um, this comes to us from at K rule country on Twitter. I guess they must be a huge, uh, fan of the Donkey Kong country series, but, uh, that's a very sad thing that, that he's gone and, um, you know, thoughts go out to his family. Um, that's too bad, but, uh, you know, he'll, he'll always live on as cranky Kong. Now you can play Donkey Kong on your ColecoVision, Atari VCS, or Intellivision video game system. Donkey Kong has multiple screens, just like the arcade game. 
All right, everybody, uh, become a part of our community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. We always have fun in there talking, so make sure you join the discord. There's like 500 people in there. So join up, have fun, have a conversation, talk with like-minded individuals that have fun uh, playing Nintendo stuff together. Uh, you can watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. I record every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. If you want to get a hold of me by emailing me, I already talked about how you can do that, so we're going to move on. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. If you are looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And don't forget about my other podcast called Run Jump Stomp. It's a call-in show where you share your thoughts on gaming. Uh, the music on today's episode comes from Noteblock. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you check out Noteblock's stuff over on YouTube. You can follow the links in the show notes. Or if you're looking for some other song that was probably on the show at some point, you can find all of that music over at runjumpstomp.com music. And a big thank you to them, uh, all the people who have ever let me play their music on my show. Uh, everybody who listens to this show, you guys are fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks to the live chat. I'm out of here, and I will see you guys next time. Until then, stay awesome.